Inspiration and marketing ideas for you and your business. Welcome everyone, my name is Roshan and today we have a man who's going to help us to discover our purpose. He lost everything in one day and found himself homeless. What seemed bad at first, he later believed was an opportunity as it allowed him to focus on his personal vision of success to live a happier and fulfilled life he has today. If you do not condition your mind, your mind will be conditioned. A creative social entrepreneur, singer, songwriter and author, this is Tony Dada. Hi, Roshan, how are you? I'm not too bad, how are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come and share and speak uh, with some of your listeners. Um, now I'm really excited about being here. Yeah, me too. So let's start off with the first question today. I know you've got your book, Grow Personal Success, but I don't actually know how this came about. So tell us, what made you start the book? Well, it's funny how the book came about, actually. Uh, so I've been working in this capacity in terms of empowering people's lives. But from a creative perspective, i.e. working with young people primarily, by that I mean sort of 18 to 30, um, and people that society has deemed as disadvantaged, but people who are creative. And that's really where I, I, I was coming from. Um, and so, you know, there's a few people that, um, you, you know, you might be familiar with, people like J.L.S., Alexander Burke, Leona Lewis, Tiny Temple. These are the kind of people that I'd worked with. But then I realized that the principles that I was conveying through our program, through our charity, were transferable. And so I wanted to try and find a way to communicate these principles to adults because I found a lot of young people were actually coming to me and saying, the stuff that you're teaching us, uh, you need to teach our parents. And so, you know, rather than adults thinking that this is just a, you know, a, a, a kind of throwaway initiative, I decided to write the book to kind of convey these universal principles that I have found that if someone incorporates them into their lives, they really do have a transformational impact if you really do employ them. And in the book, you've actually outlined the seven core principles. So could you tell the listeners about this, please? There are many universal principles, but I wanted to just convey just seven that I thought, if you engage and employ these principles diligently, they will have an impact. So the first one was uh, the, the law of cause and effect. And it, as simple as it might seem, it's about recognizing that for every action, there's a reaction. For every effect, there's a cause. And oftentimes what I've found is that we get caught up in the effect of something and not realizing that there was a cause that led to the effect. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? And so many a time I see that many of us live our lives backwards because rather than focusing on the cause, we just, focus on the effect, not actually recognizing, you know, where this all stemmed from. So that was the first, uh, the first principle. Then the second was, uh, I talk about the power of love. And that, as simple as it might seem, you know, we all talk about love and we all want love. But, you know, in terms of actually knowing how to demonstrate and embody uh, love in and through our daily lives uh, is something that I found that people often need to be reminded of, you know, um, because love is patient, love is gentle, love is soft. 
is caring, you know. And many a time when we look at how we operate, um, the question, if we can honestly apply that question to ourselves, are we living from that kind of a perspective? For many of us, that isn't the case. And so, again, this book really, the principles serve as a, a, a gentle reminder. And so then we, we had the, and I love this principle, this area of the law of the mind. And so my spiritual mentor, because it's the basis why I, I wrote this book, really trying to incorporate some of the principles that I've learned from my spiritual mentor of over 30 years. Um, the law of the mind it really just brings to the fore the idea that the, there are universal principles that actually apply in our mindset. And so what I mean by that, many of us are walking around with what I call a poverty mindset, unbeknown to the individual. Um, and the law of the mind suggests that if you have a poverty mindset, then even if I bring you opportunities, they won't stay with you. And so you can imagine it's important for us to be able to understand and prove for ourselves that we are walking around with a prosperity mindset as opposed to a poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the um, you know, that's the principle that I kind of share uh, where the mind is concerned. And then there's the law of gratitude. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the secret in the law of attraction. Have you heard of that before? Yeah, I've heard about the book and I've been meaning to read up about it, but I haven't really gone into much detail about the law of attraction. Okay. So it was something that was quite big in the, uh, I think, around 2006 and 2007 when it first came out. It's a DVD book of series. Uh, created by a lady called Rhonda Byrne, who she went on to do interviews on Oprah Winfrey, and it was a big deal. Well, you know, fortunately for me, uh, uh, my mentor I was good friends with uh, Rhonda Byrne and also uh, a gentleman by the name of Michael Beckwith, who featured in that. And, and the law of gratitude is really about helping people to acknowledge what is happening and what's occurring in our lives for which we can be grateful. And it's actually a spiritual law that the more that we are able to acknowledge things to be grateful for, the more good things come into our lives for us to be even more grateful. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I actually have some friends who use a similar method where they put all the things they're thankful for into a jar. Yeah, so there's many different ways in which people express it but the point i wanted to convey through the book is that these are universal spiritual principles i.e so that if you understand them and if you employ them then and you employ them wholeheartedly the thing i love about a principle is that it doesn't care whether it's roshan or tony it, it, it's a, you know it's it works mm. do you see what i mean and so i wanted to share things with people that i no work. It's not just a case of I hope it works, but these are things that I have employed and tested personally over a 30-year period, and I'm like, yeah, these things do work, as subtle as they might seem. And so that was the the law of gratitude. Then we had the law of persistence, and that was really, again, through. And I should mention that all of the all of these principles that I'm sharing through the book are based on real-life stories, whether they be my personal stories or stories of 
some of my students that had uh, that we've worked with over over the 20 years, you know, or so period that I've been uh, empowering people. So they're you know real life stories and the law of persistence really talks about the importance of having a vision. You know, in a good book, it talks about that uh, through lack of vision, that people perish. And it was really just a, about conveying to people that actually the the things that we hold in our mind and the vision that we hold is actually more important than the things that we do, as strange as that might seem. I.e., so some people really just want to be busy doing stuff, whereas you know, I what I communicate through the book is the idea of having a vision of what it is you want to achieve, why it is you want to achieve, and then from that place you you create a desire that propels you and drives you and gives you that persistence to overcome barriers and challenges when they arise and present themselves. Then we talked about the law of high quality service. And where that's coming from is I found that many people just do or just want to do enough to get by. But the principle of high-quality service is that whatever you're going to do, if you attach that spirit of doing the very best that you can do, it's almost like it's some kind of a, uh unwritten, unspoken thing. But whoever's experiencing your service picks up that vibe that you've gone that the extra mile and it always pays dividends and so then last of all I talk about the principle of honoring yourself and it's really quite really quite strange Rashan, that in all of the students so as a result of writing a GPS book uh, many people began to read the book and then began to ask further questions and so as a result of the questions that were asked of me I then created a, the GPS mentoring and coaching program, which is a way of really helping and supporting individuals to be able to uh, really fully understand and appreciate these principles, but then show them how they can actually employ them in their lives. And in almost 90% of cases, what I found is that people don't honor themselves. They don't. And by honoring themselves, I'm talking about, you know, just taking time out to appreciate yourself, understanding your own natural gifts, talents, and abilities, understanding that you have, you know, you have uh, goals that you might want to achieve and just being clear about what they are. Many of us are so busy, caught up in in life, trying to do stuff, trying to get by, that we don't spend that time with ourselves. And the thing is, if we're not honoring ourselves, uh, if we don't have a good relationship with ourselves, then how can we have a good relationship with anyone else? And so, particularly now that we're working with uh, organizations like NatWest, because we realized as, as far back as eight or nine years ago, particularly in our community, that there was this really strong entrepreneurial spirit of people wanting to do things for themselves and start their own business and that kind of thing. Uh, so we started working with NatWest Bank to help people who were 
you know, thinking of starting a business or have started a small business and want some support. And the way in which we're working with Netless Bank is primarily on the basis of, first of all, asking the individual, why are you going into business? Why do you want to go into business? Because in truth, through the GPS philosophy and program, what we know is your business is just a reflection of you. So before you even think about starting a business, one should be working harder on oneself than one does on their business. So that's essentially the, the sort of principles uh, behind the GPS book. And and they stand on uh, what I call five pillars. So in the GPS program, we, we say that every individual, there are five pillars uh, that are important themes in our lives. Not three, as many of us have been led to believe in terms of, you know, take care of your mind, body, spirit, but five, and that the first being our mental and emotional state, i.e. your mindset. Then there is our spiritual state, and I'm not talking about religion, but, you know, what you believe about yourself and the world around you, because that will influence and dictate things. Uh, then we have our physical state, and, of course, we know about that in terms of how we treat our body and how we our eat, eating order and uh, our diet. And then we have our financial state. And, and by that, I'm not talking about mm, how much money you have in the bank. I'm talking about what service do you give for which life remunerates Because I believe that the world has changed uh, in the last decade or so in that there aren't any more jobs for life. Uh, employers are not looking for workers. And if I know, as I was fortunate enough to have had a meeting with the head of Apple UK, who's now the head of Apple Europe, uh, back in 2007, where he made me aware of that what employers are looking for are people who are passionate about something, people who want to make a difference uh, in the world. And so that's what I'm talking about when we talk about that financial pillar. And then lastly, as I mentioned earlier on, the area of uh, your social state. By social state, I'm talking about uh, your relationship, your relationship with yourself and your relationship with others. These five areas, when people give attention to these areas and begin to drill down in terms of working out what goals you want to achieve in all of these areas of your life, and we've got a way in which we do it in such a very simplistic and gentle way that you don't even realize it, but you just find yourself within a short space of time seeing yourself in a much broader, deeper space, being able to appreciate yourself much more so than, than previously. And out of all of those, what one would you say is your most important pillar, if you think there is one? Well, for me, uh, based on my own personal journey, I would say that it was the, the spiritual pillar. Studies have taken to show that by the time a person is of the age of, sort of seven or eight, 50% of how they perceive the world is already formed in their mind. Yeah. And by the time we get to 18 or 19, that is, your mindset is, is almost 90% formed. So what I mean by that is 
the belief system that you have built up consciously and unconsciously, unbeknown to us, literally drives our lives. And that's why you find some people, uh, a classic way to illustrate this is, have you heard of, of people who find themselves in, for example, with repetitive, abusive relationships? Yeah. Yeah, but they don't want to be in there, but they somehow find themselves in that kind of scenario. Well, the reason why is because their core belief, which is being fueled from their subconscious mind, however it's come about, that's what they believe that they are worthy of. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah? And so I've come to realize that what you believe is so important. So similarly, somebody might have a desire to set up a business and, and do all of these great things in and through their business. But if they have a core belief system that is based on poverty or lack or limitation, then they're literally fighting themselves. Tony, if someone came to you and said they need help identifying their unique talent, how would you help them with this? Well, that's a process of, of uh, self-discovery, as I said earlier on. In the first instance, you know, I encourage people. Les Brown said something that really um, changed my world when we became friends about 10, 15 years ago. And he said, if you do not condition your mind, your mind will be conditioned. Hmm. And I thought that was really quite profound in the sense that all through every day of our lives, we are constantly being bombarded by um, media, TV, um, newspapers, all kinds of things that are making suggestions to our minds in terms of how we are supposed to be. From school, college, university, teachers, parents, everybody's got a view as to how we are supposed to be. Yeah. And... If you, as an individual, do not have a process, a system, a daily ritual that you have in place that allows you to be able to know yourself, not based on what your parents have said or what teachers have said, but know what you believe in, that is the beginning of being able to embark on that road of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea of starting a business, for example... You know, I I meet many people who are starting a business because they just don't like their job. Well, that is really not the reason to start a business. If if anyone knows who's ever thought of um, starting a business or knows someone who has started a business, it's a full-time commitment. You Mm -hmm. work harder when you're working on a start business. So that wouldn't be the reason. One needs to know why that they want to start a business. And it has to come from a deeper place, i.e. that there's something that you're personally going to fulfill as a result of starting that business that's going to give you that sense of achievement Mm -hmm. or fulfillment and accomplishment. So it's about making sure that people get into business for the right reasons. Yeah. What was it that made you get into coaching? So I met my mentor over 30 years ago, um, and and it's his fault, because, (laughs) you know, he was saying and sharing these things. I mean, at the time when I met him, I was, you know... um, I've actually been homeless uh, a couple of times, actually. So this time, uh, it was intentional. Um, I'd left home. I I was having a real bad time um, with my parents and stuff, and I just really wanted to discover myself. And I met this this guy, my mentor, and he shared some ideas about looking at life that, that, you know, they just, they seemed a bit 
strange, to be honest. It, met, it didn't make sense, but they kind of made sense. And I really just started to roll with him as a way of trying to prove him wrong. Um, and so, you know, here I am 30 years later, <laughs> still trying to prove him wrong, as it were. So you're branded as the creative social entrepreneur. How would you describe what that means? Okay, well, that's a great question. So for me, and I've actually made up that title, creative social entrepreneur, because, you know, I find there's a lot of people out there um, doing entrepreneurship or saying that they're an entrepreneur. For me, uh, I've come to discover and understand that my greatest gift is my, my gift of creativity. And so I use my creative skill to, um, to do business. So any business that I'm, I do, you'll find, has got to have a social impact. I'm not interested in doing business just for the sake of making money. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's really what I do. So, you know, uh, 20 years ago, um, within the black community here in the U.K., just as an example to give you, you know, a demonstration of that employment of creative social entrepreneurship, I approached um, the UK's biggest black newspaper at the time, The Voice newspaper, and uh, uh, a black radio station, which was then called Choice FM. And uh, together we, you know, we designed uh, effectively what was X Factor, uh, i.e. so we were doing X Factor within the community, going up and down the country, uh, engaging with young people from within our community and inspiring, motivating them to go after their dreams and, and realize their abilities and their talents. Hence the reason why, you know, working with the likes of JLS, Alexander Burke, Tiny Temple and so forth before they became successful in the mainstream. So that's just really one example of using that uh, that creative social entrepreneur title. I'm about empowering. That's my number one thing. That's what I'm passionate about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's the top tip that you would give to a client? Number one is to honour yourself. And it's easier said than done. You see, sometimes we walk around with this notion that we are honouring ourselves. Um, but, you know, I can speak to... I can have a conversation with someone and probably within five minutes of conversation, certainly within ten I can, I can probably work. I can work out if that person has a prosperous or poverty mindset, and it won't be a theory. I can actually use words that they have shared in the conversation to demonstrate and prove that they have a poverty mindset. So, honouring out. When I say to honour yourself, it's about honouring yourself in your words, thoughts, deeds, and actions. And lastly, I've downloaded my free chapter of the book online, but how can we buy a copy? We have copies that can be purchased from our website, www.growpersonalsuccess.com. So what's the best way for our listeners to thank you for this interview and get in touch? Okay, so uh, you can connect with me through Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook page, which is Anthony Dardon. Uh, And you can also connect with me through my website, which is www.tonydada.com. We do consultations. Um, you can send me a message, communicate. We have a one-to-one program that people can get involved in. We're also about to launch uh, our group coaching, 
um, program, which is another way that people can connect with us. Well, thank you for speaking with me today. It's been great. And to anyone listening right now, let us know what you thought about today's show by tweeting us at InspireYourBiz.